Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. My name is Mary Trump, and I'm joined with my co-host, Mary Trump. Hello, Mary. Hi, Mary. Uh, it is wonderful to be here with uh, the third uh, Mary Trump, Brian. Hey, Brian. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, Mary and Mary. Happy hey. Valentine's Day, or Galentine's Day, as they say. Uh, our lovely host that we love, Mary, is off today. She has asked Brown Mary Trump, myself, and Ashkenazi Trump, Jen, to step in Shalom. and lead us to lead us during uh, uh, this beautiful Valentine's Day, where I hope you have a loved one and receive immense love and flowers and candy and chocolate, uh, and uh, the industry mm. makes an obscene amount of money. Uh, we have a lot to talk about in the defense of our fledgling democracy that could use some love. Uh, but first, because this is America, we have to start off on a sober note. Uh, you know, Jen and I were just last night, we we're thinking about, well, what are we going to talk about? Oh, yeah, the airborne toxic event. Oh, yeah, more UFOs. Oh, yeah, Georgia. And there was another mass shooting, this time at MSU, a university. Uh, five people dead, as we know several injured, kids running around terrified. Uh, it's only February, Jen, and we've had about 70 mass shootings in this country in the year 2023, in the last two months. And for you, it is deeply personal because you got a text message that I hope none of us ever get. Uh, can you share with us how you process the news? Yeah, I mean, for anyone who's listened to me for more than five minutes, I mentioned the fact that I'm from Michigan, like every other sentence. Um, Are you from Michigan? Yeah. And so I got a message from my older brother, Adam, last night, um, mm. sent to me, our other brother, Drew, um, and our mom saying that my nephew, Eli, he, he, this is what Adam wrote, he said, just so you know, Eli is here in Berkeley which is a suburb of, of Detroit. He's here in Berkeley, and so he's not in danger from the active shooter at MSU. So that's a relief. I texted back, are his friends okay? And then Adam responded, I think so. And then I asked, why did he happen to be in Berkeley and not Lansing? Mm. And Adam responded, came home to take his girlfriend out for Valentine's Day. So then I said, I'm like, and then I'm weeping because like, isn't that the sweetest thing in the world to begin with? And like, what a relief. And then he said his friends are sheltering in place and they're all safe so far. So then I checked in with my first cousin, Lainey, um, whose son also goes to Michigan State. And I just, I sent her a message and I said, how's Blake? And she said, he's sheltering in frat house. Thank God. Your mom just called. And then she gave me a heart emoji and then I said, if anyone lays a hand on him, I will go with you and destroy them. And my cousin Lainey responded, God forbid, but I'll be your sidekick, shit kick, I'll be your sidekick, shit kicker anytime. And mm. then she added this other thing, which is her, her mother, my Aunt Marlene, passed, passed away two years ago, and it would have been her birthday the day before. And I, you know, this is, I'm just relieved, but then, you know, it's not a relief. It's like, it's like it was, the most ironic thing is when they said after they found the shooter dead, you know, what, several miles off campus, they say, well, now the campus is safe. No campus is safe. Nope. And, Nowhere is safe, dear. And, <laughs> and I, I don't like this. Um, it's, it's an understatement, but it was what, it was enough before Columbine and it was enough, um, you know, it was, it, it, it's been enough since, and why am I forgetting Sandy Hook? I just, I got nothing to say other than I remember when we were in law school and all the, you know, high priests of interpreting the constitution, bowing down to the Supreme court who gave them stuff, judicial review in Marbury's versus Madison. And I, all of us could read that it said a well-regulated militia. And everyone said, oh, no, that's not what it means. I don't care what these people say it means. That's what it fucking means. And we do not have a well-regulated militia at all. This is chaos. There's no common sense gun gun reform. Even the Supreme Court, even Scalia thinks you can regulate, you know, these semi-automatic weapons. Well, Jen, I, I, remember what Justice Brandeis said? That what? it doesn't, he said the Second Amendment doesn't say what the NRA believes that it says. And that the right to have an, you know, it was horrible to me. Look, I was there and I left the building 15 minutes before the shooting at the newspaper in uh, Maryland several years ago. and was back at the White oh House. Oh, my God, Brian. We had yeah, a no, that, that, that was during the Trump administration, right? Yes. 2017? I, 
Yeah. Yeah. I was at an MDDC meeting. I was the president of the Maryland Delaware District of Columbia Press Association. We had an executive board meeting in the very office that was shot up. Wait, wait, we, wait. Uh, you let's back up so people know that you are at the Capitol Gazette. Yes. Before the, the shooting. Of, yes. How many minutes before did you say? Oh, I left fifth maybe fifteen oh. minutes before. Oh Jesus. And and made it back to the White House before I ever even realized what had happened. Um, but, but Brenda, at the same time, you got people like Marjorie Taylor Greene going proudly that the U.S. owns 46% of all the weapons in the world, and that's what keeps us free. No, I've been to places where everyone is armed. It's called a war zone, and that's just all that it is, and that's all that we are is a war zone. And, and Brandeis was right. You cannot... You simply cannot possess weapons without, A, the intent to use them, and B, the willingness to use them. And so, see, they're not needed, not in this day and age, particularly if you say you're going to fight the government when the government can be sitting in a Quonset hut somewhere in front of a computer and press a button and have a drone blow you up. It's that simple. It's not – this isn't an issue of freedom. This is an issue of suppression, oppression, and above all authoritarianism. Sorry, and that's also, where I'm at. It's, go. It's, it's about supremacy and terrorism, right? It's part and parcel of American history. And I believe it was uh, Lauren Boebert, uh, Brian, who said, uh, who crowed and, and flexed of the fact that there might be uh, 46% uh, uh, yeah. of the world's weapons we have. And we have Marjorie Mar Mar yeah. Taylor Greene tweeted it out. Ah, there you go. I get them confused as well. Uh, we have more... <laughs> We have Sorry, more guns than people. And, Brian, uh, I just, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jen. You watch. No, no, this is the thing. Watch is, you know, we were supposed to be like jointly hosting. And I said to watch, no, no, you be the one who's substituting for Mary. I will be your sidekick, but I'm not that good at that. Um, and then she's interrupting me. I'm like, Jen, I think you should lead. Like, you <laughs> uh, I want to bring in the other Jen Rubin. Uh, Jen, you know, speaking about these mass shootings, uh, weekly occurrence. Uh, almost 70 mass shootings, like we mentioned in the past uh, daily, like you said, correct, in the, in the past two months. Joe Biden at a State of the Union made a promise to ban assault weapons. Got a huge applause. You've been in this game for a long time. You've covered the shit show uh, in the Capitol. Realistically, the chances of the United States Congress banning assault weapons, even though we are enduring daily mass shootings. I'm usually the optimist in the group, but I have to say zero. Um, it's not going to happen. And we can look at the money from the NRA. We can look at this mentality that these people feel like they're under siege, like they're victims and that they need to defend themselves. Um, but, you know, I've come around to a different view. And in fact, I was just a few minutes late because I was typing mid-sentence. And you know what it is? It's an utter lack of empathy. It's an mm. utter lack of understanding that your desire to look cool or to have some, you know, uh, thing that makes you look like Rambo takes precedence over the lives and the welfare of every other person. It's an intense selfishness that mm. I think has permeated. And, you know, I think we do have an empathy gap and it manifests itself. insecurity and it, it, it may stem from insecurity, whatever the cause, but we see it everywhere. We see it in the rise of hate crimes. We see it in the rise of uh, online um, hate and uh, you know, uh, lack of civility. Um, we see it everywhere. And it's, you know, you kind of want to scream at yourself sometimes or to other people who happen to be in your way, what is wrong with people? Mm. And what's wrong with them is that they are not treating other people like human beings, that they look upon them as an interference to what they want to do. It is a act of selfishness and contempt for their fellow human being. And I don't know what we do about that. I don't know how we teach people to be better people. Um, and we can go around solving small problems. We can try to regulate here and there. We can try to, you know, pass a red flag law here or there. But I don't know how to make people care mm. about the lives of little children. I, I mean, I'm just stumped. And some people have said, well, they need to see pictures of it. 
you know what? It doesn't work because they then you get cooks saying, oh, this is staged. You get cooks saying, oh, it, you know, it's the media trying to harm actors. Yes, where they become indignant. You're just trying to, you know, make this an emotional issue. Yeah, I really am trying to make it an emotional issue. I'm trying to get you to care about the bodies of little children. Yeah. Um, dead kids, dead kids should rile some emotions. Yeah, exactly. So I am depressed and um unusual for me who usually has a list of a five point plan that I think you can improve things with. I don't have a great answer to this one. I really no, don't. It, that's that's fair Jen because uh, that level of exhaustion and depression I think, you know, the sad part is is that since this is a daily occurrence, we get numb to it and we shouldn't. That's the yes. impulse we have to fight. The fact that there's dead kids in America's like, "Eh, there'll be some more dead kids tomorrow." And you know, the history here and I want to bring Danielle in and tie in something which Danielle, I think it's a badge of pride, but you're probably, Danielle's been depressed about it all day. You know, guns have been used as the weapon of choice for white supremacy. It's to keep certain people in check. And those people have historically been black folks. The Second Amendment is for anyone and everyone except black people. When black people arm themselves, this country enacts gun control real quick. I'll take you back to California. And Riling up the fear and the anxieties that Brian was talking about, especially of white rage, has always been a hallmark of political parties. Recently, it's the hallmark of the GOP. And speaking about the GOP and riling up uh, animosity when it comes to race, Nikki Haley has announced that she's running for president. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. You can do that. It's a very, that's, no, it's totally normal, Brian. It's totally normal. You can laugh. You can gag. You can throw up in your mouth. Uh, on behalf of all South Asians... As the cultural ambassador of my people uh, in the racial draft, uh, I drop <laughs> Nikki Haley. We drop and release Nikki Haley. But for the purposes of having Danielle, the nerd avenger, Nikki Haley drops this pathetic, shameless ad. Race baits in the first 30 seconds. Attacks races, uh, diversity initiatives. Uses women of color. Uses AOC. And then who does she highlight right after AOC? Danielle Moody. So, Danielle, how does it feel like? to be in the presidential ad of Nikki Haley. Um, so I <laughs> woke up this morning to text messages um, uh, from my former firm who saw that they're like, oh my God, congratulations. And I did not, I do not feel congratulations. Um, I feel like Nikki Haley is a piece of fucking trash, which I have said on a number of occasions. I find, her, I find her to be absolutely reprehensible. There is nothing that disgusts me more than women of color who decide to become the handmaidens of white supremacy and patriarchy. There is nothing more disgusting and vile than to use the faces and work of black women and women of color who are using their platforms and their voices in order to advance equity for all people in this fucking country. Um, the way in which she has used her assimilation and her proximity to white maleness in order to advance her fucking disgusting career and then wants to launch a career after, after leaving the Trump administration and think that she's going to rebrand herself in some type of way by going after wokeness. And by the way, I don't know what is in the fucking water, but she is the second Indian American to be doing this. Um, another person who I talked about on the new abnormal, which is out today is Vivek, uh, Ramaswamy, who is a half billionaire who is going to fund his own presidential campaign. Anti-woke, um, anti-woke billionaire, has labeled him as the CEO of anti-wokeness. And what I want people to understand is that what they are, what they are, uh, promoting what they are advancing is a country that is completely and totally fucking asleep so that you are dumbed down. You don't have any books on your bookshelves, have a hard out curriculum. You have no basic understanding of this country's founding of the future, know how to compete globally or advance in their whole crusade 
in order to recenter and refocus white supremacy. So not all fucking skin folk are kin folk. I've said this a number of times. It's one of my favorite colloquialisms because what they are doing now, the GOP is gonna be using their little puppets of color in order to signal Right, that they, they, it's not just white men that are against, you know, wokeness. Like, look, here's this brown puppet, and here's this brown puppet, and here's this black puppet. And so the fact that Nikki Haley launched her bullshit, disgusting campaign, which probably won't see itself out of her own state, um, on the backs of of other women of color just tells you every fucking thing that you need to know about Nikki Haley, which, by the way, I learned today isn't even her real fucking name. So much in the same way that people of color have come to this country and felt that they need to assimilate by changing names and changing the way that they look and all of these things in order to, again, assimilate into whiteness, just goes to show you who Nikki Haley is. I, I think she's gone way too soft on her, and I think Nikki got to her. I, I, I think, Danielle, what you're saying is that you're really excited about this and you're really... <laughs> You're gonna take. You're gonna take a moment. You're gonna take a moment to really process your feelings before yeah. letting us know. Uh Whether you want to get more fit, be a better parent, or get more done at work, there's one thing that will always help, and that's better sleep. With Miracle Made sheets, you can tap into the power of self-cooling temperature regulation, which has been shown to improve sleep quality by up to thirty-four percent. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands, and their sheets use silver-infused fabrics originally developed by NASA. Miracle-made sheets are thermoregulating and are designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. That means you'll get better sleep every night. Just imagine how great it feels getting better sleep every time you go to bed. Plus, they're self-cleaning, thanks to their embedded natural silver that prevents 99.9% .9 of bacterial growth. They stay fresh and cleaner three times longer than other sheets. So stop sleeping on bacteria. With Miracle Brand Sheets, you can sleep comfortably knowing you'll have fewer clogged pores, fewer breakouts, and fewer skin problems in general. Again, there is literally nothing that improves your life better than a good night's sleep consistently over time. So go to trymiracle.com slash Mary to try it today. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40% and be sure to use my promo code Mary at checkout to save even more and get three free towels. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's back with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a free refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Mary and use the code Mary to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Mary to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. You can also find the link in our show notes. Jen Tub, if I may real quick. Uh, can we do a quick uh, a round table? Nikki Haley's chances. Wait, 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 wait. Are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Sorry, my my thing isn't working for some. You can hear me though. Yeah, we can hear you just fine. Okay. Yes. So, I think just you know, call me crazy, Danielle, but it's, I think it's really weird that in in Nikki Haley's ad, <clears throat> she has you right. It talk has you with like the scary 1619 project. I think she may have mistakenly thought you were Nicole Hannah-Jones. Right. Mm. Because all black mm. people look alike. Because, mm. I mean, you look just like her. Um, that, <laughs> like, why did she pick you? Because she's got, I mean, I know you're famous mm. and you're totally just as big as AOC, but they've got this big, you know, sign, 1619. No. I'm kidding. She totally <laughs> fucking, she thinks you're and Nicole Hannah-Jones, right? It has to do with the fact that, one, also, my face pops up right when you say racist, right? right. Uh, as one of these many people and one of the only people who actually has woke in the title of their fucking show that I've had since 2016 because of people like her. Um, I think it is a round of a lot of things, but mm. her campaign saying, let's pick the blacks and the browns 
that yep. we can decide to, it doesn't matter. It just matters that you're on television with a Chiron that says, uh, talking about the 1619 Project and racism. Uh, if you don't know what Nicole Hannah-Jones looks like at this fucking point, we're um, <laughs> telling on yourself. Um, my name is telling on herself. No resemblance for people who don't realize. I, 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 yes, I mean, Nicole, I mean, Thanks. both beautiful women, but Nicole has red hair. Like, yeah. I don't even know. Their faces are entirely different. They're I, like, I just don't even... Way, as we're getting ready for the parade of puppets, get ready for mm. Tim Scott. Because oh, yeah. He is ready. He's already on parade. <laughs> this was the man who single-handedly upset the negotiations on the George Floyd uh, Policing Act because he was insisting that uh, immunity, qualified immunity, be preserved for rogue policemen. Yeah, and talk about all people that look like he looks like every other racist old white guy I've ever seen. With the buzz cut. All you need to do is put a hood on his head, and you'll have him. That's. But that's just me. But hey, Brown Mary Trump, you were asking a question. We all well, no, I, I want to ask all of you. I'm glad, Jen, you brought that up about Tim Scott. So you think you're going to see Tim Scott throw his hat in the ring? Nikki Haley went in today. Uh, there's also DeSantis versus Trump, some bad blood, to quote some Taylor Swift. Uh, I just want a heat check here. All these folks uh, have been drinking some liquid courage. As of now, do you think <laughs> any of them has a chance to dethrone Trump to take over MAGA and be the Republican presidential candidate in 2024? Maybe DeSantis. Certainly not Nikki Haley. Certainly not Tim Scott. Certainly not uh, Glenn Youngkin. Certainly not... You know, uh, Chris Sununu, who is uh, actually maybe like one tick on the side of normal. Um, and uh, these people have no chance. And it's I've always wondered, are these people just delusional? And mm. I think what it is, is that there are all of. Yes, um, Danielle says. But I think what it is, is that the consultants who make millions off of these people are brilliant salespeople. Mm. And they tell them that they have a chance and they put out an elaborate plan that, of course, costs millions and millions of dollars. That all goes to them. Um, and they kind of get these people wound up about it and they sell it. And politicians are the least self-aware people on the planet and therefore they buy it and they decide to run. Um, and so you have some consultant out there, I'm sure, to thank for this. Uh, Brian, I'll get to you in a second, but speaking about follow the money, someone here wrote a book called follow the money, dirty money. The dirty money author is Jen Taub in your private chat. You wrote follow the money, Jen. Why do these folks run when it's so clear to anyone that Nikki Nimrata Haley will never be president of the United States of America? No publicity is bad publicity for them. Mm. <clears throat> and so, yes, everybody's getting a piece of the money. Jen Jennifer Rubin's right. Um, you get someone who's going to collect consulting fees. Television networks collect advertising revenue. Advertising firms collect advertising fees. And even these candidates, even though the way they use the campaign funds is very limited, they still get all this media attention, which leads to seven-figure book deals, even if the books don't sell. Maybe a Fox News um, signature. Is that how you, how you say that word? Fact, say Fox that? News. Oh, gig? nice. I've never said that word before, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Like that Tulsi Gabbard. Who was the other thing. Wait, wait, you might also get a, an appointment mm. to the cabinet. There's all kinds of, there's, and, and by dropping out, you maybe get your friend's business deals. I don't know. There's money makes this world go around. Brian, you said you have some insider info. That is rather surprising. <laughs> I, I think we all better be prepared for a shock. Um, there, there's talk, and this is among members of the GOP that will speak to people outside of the GOP. So mind you, <laughs> this, this is a small, select, but growing group. And I don't think that we've seen um, the nominee for the Republican Party uh, raise his or her face yet. And mm. the big fear that, um, that Democrats have and the secret desire of some Republicans is the Cheney Kissinger Kissinger ticket. Should that happen? What? Wait, what? Whoa, 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 what? Or, so these are people who want to win above not winning and realize that what they have done is painted themselves into a corner. 
They are a growing, and it wouldn't have to be Cheney, and it wouldn't have to be Kissinger, but those are the two that are mentioned quietly on the side. I can't say this in public because I'd be roasted, but they would torch the Democrats. And then you have They're almost others. dead. What are you talking about? Kissinger is like a thousand years old. He's Kissinger. almost dead. Kissinger. I'm sorry. Kissinger. I keep Kissinger. Oh, for Kissinger. fuck's sake. Kissinger. Jesus Christ. It's God. I thought you were talking about Dick Cheney and Henry no. Kissinger, but you're talking about Liz no. Cheney and Adam Kinsinger. For Adam fuck's sake, Brian. The best part is I always know, I know when Jen is lost, and I was just waiting for that moment. I just knew. She's like, her brain was like, Dick Cheney? And hey, <laughs> are right. what? so let so the to finish my yeah, like, Biden looks very young by the no, way. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So to finish Adam my Kinzinger, mistake, Adam Kinzinger, everyone. Yeah. Adam Kinzinger and and not Dick Cheney, Liz Cheney. <laughs> so the, the the idea of a growing number of Republicans watching Jim Jordan fall apart, watching Bobert, and there were a lot of people uh who were really taken aback by George Santos' activity at the State of the Union, as well as Marjorie Taylor Greene. Those people who are going to try to reclaim the Republican Party are looking for a, as one member of the Republican Party told me, a less crazy son of a bitch to run. So that's, they are in a position that if if that continues, the biggest problem that the Democrats would have is if, if Cheney and Kinzinger ran. That mm. because while right now they couldn't get out of a, a primary, they'd have a really good chance in, in the general. And so it, it remains to be seen because, as you said, money says everything. And of course, the way districts are gerrymandered and the way uh, voting has occurred in many states is you're not going to win unless you go farther to the right, the Republican Party. But there are those who are beginning, and you can sniff it now, and it's early enough to see that they really don't have a front runner, even though Donald Trump claims he is there are many people who are not fond of DeSantis and think that he cannot play on a national stage Nikki Haley is loved just a little bit more than tonsillitis and then Sununu is about as wonderful and endearing as a corpse so there's in Scott well he you know like I said toss him a hood and he's in the KKK so none of these people are, are appealing to those who've stuck around in the GOP and they're looking for a candidate I'm gonna think there is not the a topic. Good, ghost ahead, of a chance that yeah, ghost they of a will, chance, not a ghost of a chance that they will allow Liz Cheney anywhere near power ever. Oh, again. I know she has done the unacceptable, which is call them cowards and liars. And you know what they care more about than even winning the presidency is maintaining that they were right all along and right. there is no way their little egos are going to allow well, her. Jennifer, that's the thing. That's the tipping point. Do they let their egos get in the way? Yes, they, lose? they always do. Do they Absolutely. let their egos get in the way? Or do they decide they want the win? Because no. that's where it comes down in the GOP. Real quick. Wait, uh, before wait, 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 wait. Breaking news what? Yeah, wait, wait, wait. wait there's breaking news. Jen said, what's the breaking news? I've learned how to unmute. That's the breaking news. I just saw uh, <clears throat> Mike Pence has filed a, I think we expected this, right? Mike Pence filing the federal lawsuit. I'm not seeing my challenge saying that uh, he doesn't have to. Against um, Dick Cheney? No. So that to try to avoid having to. Um, Jack Smith. Yeah. Uh, okay. Test, uh, having to, to testify be, before the federal grand jury um, that Jack Smith has assembled. So some big news for those who weren't following uh, just a couple of days ago, a special counsel, Jack Smith, uh, subpoenaed uh, Pence. Uh, oh, and he's overseeing the probes, of course, into former President Donald's um, potential uh, criminal liability, especially when it comes to taking documents uh, from the White House and storing it in Mar-a-Lago and also his involvement in the January 6th insurrection. And we just found out right now that, as predicted... Mike Pence says, nah, I'm above the law like all the Republicans. I ain't going to follow the subpoena, which actually. Well, actually, let me just be clear. It's just like the New York Times oh, added to the, like everyone else is saying he's going to. And now it looks like the Times has just confirmed it. So he hasn't, 
We have not seen the filing. I should correct that. Times is just breaking the news that they too, after five other news sources, also can confirm this. Well, actually, it, it takes us to what's happening in Georgia. And I want to ask okay. you all about accountability. We talk about this every week. When, if ever, will Trump be held accountable? Danielle, in Georgia uh, on Thursday. What can I just add? I'm sorry. I need yeah, to be ahead. a lawyer. What's unique, what I hadn't realized, what's unique about his challenge is he's intending to use the argument, which is unusual, that as president of the Senate, he's protected under the speech or debate clause of the Constitution. <laughs> Uh, as, uh, I know it's don't, it, this is for my law school friends. I see you smirking. Uh, so is, 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 this is a time such an approach would be novel and a departure from the more traditional argument that a vice president's interactions with a president would be subject to executive privilege. You know, so, it's kind of funny because when he's in the executive branch, he gets to claim executive privilege and he wants to be in the Congress. And the problem is if he gets some judge to buy this grudge, mm. the speech in de- a bait clause is very broad. There's not even an exception for criminal activity as there is with the executive uh, um, immunity, uh, with executive privilege. So you mean, I mean there, what, you're, what, I'm sorry, what you mean to say, I think you said there isn't an exemption for, you can't, the speech or debate clause doesn't allow you to engage in crime. No, it's not a, it's it's not a shield. Result. It doesn't. It does that. It's harder to breach well, than the okay. executive privilege because the executive privilege, we think, um, like the attorney-client privilege, has a crime exception. We okay, think. but there is a. You're right. There's a crime fraud exception to executive to that kind of thing. But what I mean is, the, there's a narrow. There still is a criminal exception. For example, if you're taking bribes. Yes, you're not yes. you're not protected you by speech. Prosecuted, but this is about forcing you to testify. I got you. I hear papers. you. Yes, so, good point, Jen. Yes, if you remember the guy with the um, money in his freezer invoked the speech and debate clause um, that said, you know, um, yes, you can be prosecuted, but you can't be forced to talk about it. Um, you know, I think this is just such classic. Pence, who wants to have it every which way that doesn't require him to show any spying to anyone. So he'll write a book saying, oh, this was really unwise, and he was telling me not to do my job. And by the way, whatever privilege he had, wasn't it lost in the book? I mean, didn't like talking about this already let the cat out of the bag? Um, but he wants to at least be seen fighting and going right because he wants to be president because he doesn't want to be the guy. To be president. Another one, <laughs> another delusional person, another yeah. one percenter. Uh, but speaking about a judge who's actually doing their job, uh, I want to let you all know about last Thursday what's happening in Georgia. We still have some hope in Georgia, folks. So let me give you the background of this. Georgia judge, uh, C.I. McBurney, will disclose parts of a grand jury report that details the two-year investigation into election interference by Trump and his allies. Uh, In his ruling, judge uh, wrote that the special grand jury raised concerns in its report, quote, that some witnesses may have lied. Hmm. Under oath during their testimony. Uh, but the eight-page ruling uh, included few other releva- uh, relevations. We're going to find out on Thursday um, uh, what uh, this about some of these revelations. But what we do know is that the special grand jury's findings are very serious. And the report includes, quote, a roster of who should or who should not be indicted and for what in relation to the conduct and aftermath of the 2020 general election in Georgia. Uh, as we all know, it's going to be up to Fannie Willis, the local district attorney, to decide what, if any, charges she will bring to a regular grand jury. And the central question remains is whether or not Donald Trump himself will face criminal charges. Now, Danielle, with that sliver of good news, some good news, do you remain hopeful that this Thursday we will see some path towards accountability or will we see the invocation of the speech and debate clause? I think that we would sooner see a path to Oz than we would see a path to Well played. Well played, young lady. Well played. I just I don't I don't know what to do here. I try and be hopeful, but every, <laughs> every single if I hear about one more fucking investigation, 
if I hear about one more, you know, attempt at speaking to people who have already written books, who have already gone on Fox News, who have already aired out all of their shit, you know, I, I, I am going to scream. So, yes, I think that it's great that a piece of this report is going to be released. I think it's great that Bonnie Will said, oh, we can't release the whole thing because of those that, you know, who, whose legal rights um, uh, 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 may be in play here um, to give us the idea that there's a possibility that Trump and Lindsey Graham and others uh, could potentially be indicted for their role in the find me 11,700 and some odd votes. But I, you know, I, I, folks, like, let's all be fucking real here, right? It's been over two years mm -hmm. at this point. You, like, I think it's great that Merrick Garland wants to continue to give himself cover by hiring all of these special fucking counsels that we get ourselves hyped up about who then come out with reports that tell us not a whole fucking lot. The only reason that Donald Trump is not being indicted is because he's a rich, white, cisgender, hetero man who is well-connected and a former twice-impeached president of the United fucking States. Okay, so, wait, okay. Wait. I need that on a, I, can that be my t-shirt? Because yes. That's, I mean, but that's it. So like, we can continue to tell ourselves that America is a place of justice and laws and it's an actual democracy, but it is a democracy in paper only. It is a democracy in name only. Our values do not match Right. And what we do does not match what it says on the Statue of Liberty, what it says in our Constitution, because we have decided that there are a crop of people who happen to be white, hetero, cis, rich men that are above the law. So whether you're a former vice president who is also going to announce his bid for a failed presidential campaign, because nobody knows where the fuck he stands. Right. Except next to mother, a.k.a. his wife. So, like, I, you know, all, all I have to say is that this country, we're in this place, and I say this all the time, not because of Donald Trump, because Donald Trump has always showed himself to be who he is, not because of Ron DeSantis. We're here right now because of Merrick fucking Garland, because Merrick Garland got a document with 10 ways that Donald Trump obstructed justice. And it was Robert Mueller who said, well, we can't do anything because he's currently a president, but on January 20 fucking first, right? Of, of 2021, he was no longer president of the United mm. States and could have been fucking indicted because the research had already been done and the report had already been put together. Merrick Garland is the reason our democracy is no more and is the reason that we can continue to spin our tails, right? Popping ourselves up on all types of prescription medication and crossing our fingers that democracy, we don't get the breaking news alert that says, oh, by the way, you know, everything is done, but you still have to work because capitalism. I just, you know, I, I am not ye of hope. And I think that we need to just tell people, what do we do next? What is, what, what, what do, what do next steps look like when we recognize that those that are in power that are supposed to hold people accountable do not? Then what happens? Because we're in the then what happens part of the game right now. So Danielle, I want to tell you 100% everything but I have one friendly amendment. You, I just need to, not to be, not to like, uh, you know, not to white splain you or anything. But Merrick Garland's middle name is actually Brian. It's not Merrick fucking Garland. It's Merrick <laughs> Brian Garland. And I just feel like I knew I, that. I knew that. <laughs> I feel like you might want to just correct that. Thanks. Okay. On that on that hopeful note uh, that Daniel left us on, Jen Rubin. Take yes. the yellow brick road. Take the yellow brick road from Georgia. Do you I have, have any a slightly hope? different th thinking? And that is the only people who really go after Donald Trump are black women. Mm. That it's just James and Fawny Willis. And they're the only ones who are the least bit serious about bringing him to test. Now, just James cannot bring legally bring criminal charges. So she did the next best thing. She bought civil charges that look just like criminal charges. And she like laid it out there in plain black and white for the New York prosecutor, for the federal prosecutors on the financial crimes. So she's doing her bit. I do think that Fonnie Willis is going to bring some charges. And I think she's going to bring some against Donald Trump. The trouble then starts what happens then. Um, and what legal machinations does he pull off trying to get himself into federal court appealing to the supreme court um every play in the book so that we'll all be dead by the time he actually gets in front of a jury so i find fault not with 
Fonnie Willis, who has been the single most aggressive person in any of this, actually forcing people to come to the grand jury. What a concept, mm. actually taking testimony. And I think she's actually got the goods. So uh, should it have been uh, like a year ago, perhaps, although I don't uh, pity any prosecutor who is against these armies of lawyers that these uh, guys bring in. So I want to be a tick more optimistic than Danielle and the funny Willis front. And I think, um, listen, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the fact that she now wants those parts of the grand jury testimony. She's not objecting to the opening, the closing and the list of liars because in there is her case. And in there is essentially her saying, I'm going after this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. Brian, you know, I want to get you in there. But just a recap for those who have been following Georgia, we have Donald Trump on tape uh, demanding Brian Raffensperger, the Republican Georgia Secretary of State, find him the 11,000 votes. We know that Donald Trump, even after he found out that he lost the election, tried to get a new round of electors, right, to replace the electors. We know that Lindsey Graham even, uh, was potentially involved. We have Brad, Brad, Brad Raffensperger himself admitting that he felt pressured. You have this mountain of evidence, which Adam Schiff told me that in Georgia alone, that's dead to rights. You got the smoking gun. Like Daniel's been talking about two years. He says, as a former prosecutor, I have enough. What are your hopes for Thursday? Mine? Yeah. <laughs> I have hope. That's a very that evil up. laugh, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hope that we wake up from this national nightmare and realize that we're the United States of America. But that's a dream I've had for a while. I, I have really two points. First, to Danielle, you made an excellent point. I remember, and this I, I, you know, told you in the private chat notes. I sat in the in the box in the witness box. The, Defending a confidential source and was sent to jail four times. And it was the judge and the prosecutor who said, the court demands every person's testimony. So how the hell is, if if they're going to throw my ass in jail for protecting a confidential source, why the hell is it my, this is what pisses me off royally about every politician who manages to avoid a subpoena. My ass had to sit there for fuck, excuse me, for, <laughs> for four days solid. And, and the best time I had on that was when the the defense attorney defended the prosecution and wanting my information. And I said, hey, look, the guys, you're, you know, you represented me sitting right next to you. Why don't you ask him? And he said, you don't get to ask the questions here. I do. And the judge said, yeah, but that's a good question. By the way, you're going to jail. So let's. It doesn't. I'm just pissed off with all of that because it's it it, it those people in power. And they are mostly old white guys, but they get to get away with it while the rest of us have to testify. Bullshit. And I think the actuary tables, the second point is I think the actuary tables will get Donald Trump before he ever sees the inside of a courtroom. Mm -hmm. However, that being said, um, I'll, uh, I'm a little more optimistic than you, Danielle, and you, Jennifer. I, I do believe, and I've known Merrick Garland and interviewed him, I, I get angry with the with the time lapse, but I do mm. understand this situation. It's far easier to commit the crime than it is to prosecute the crime. In Georgia, for example, you've got to get past the intent. Was was Donald Trump saying, find me 11,087 votes that don't exist? Or was he saying, look, I know they recounted wrong, and so those votes are there. Now, the evidence would seem to indicate that he was it was the former, that he was going, just make it up. Because he already he had already gotten several notices from his own legal team that the votes weren't there. Right. So yes, I think he will be indicted, but it's not entirely Garland's fault. It's the whole justice system be, having a hands off with the with a president who is. I, and I get tired of that. Why do you look up to the man as if he's a king? From my point of view, Donald Trump was an employee. We hired him. Our taxes pay his salary. At the end of the day, the employee didn't do what he was supposed to do. The employee needs to be held accountable. I refuse to hold any of these people up and put them on a pedestal because they're just hired hands. But I do have, at the end of the day, I'm hopeful that Merrick Garland will, you know, it, you, if you're taking a shot at Donald Trump, don't miss. But at the same time, Merrick Garland, if you're going to take a shot at Donald Trump, 
please do so while he's on the playing field. Don't you know what? I want you to put your money where your mouth is. If you get to place a bet, if go if, for it, baby. You okay. know I love to gamble. Okay, here we go. Uh, I don't know if I should pick Georgia or if I should pick. Um, let's do, let's do the feds. Do you think? Okay, if you get to choose only, yes, Merrick Garland's Justice Department is going to indict. Donald Trump in connection with the insurrection mm. and or the documents. I don't care. Pick one. Yes. If, if you wait, hold on, hold on. If, if, um, for, if you bet yes and you're right, you get, um, $5,000. <laughs> Are these imaginary dollars? Well, I can't get this wrong. Wait, you bet, you bet yes and you're right. I'm sorry. And you get monopoly money. A hundred thousand. Yes. But you, but if you're wrong about it, you get nothing about that. But if you bet, but if you bet, no, he's not going to, and you're right, you get a million. Well, but if, you, Jenna, but, but if you're wrong, you get nothing. Which one are you? Which bet are you taking? I'll preface this: I per- correctly predicted the Super Bowl outcome, even the by half. So I'll, I'll go out on the. I, I said the Eagles would be head be ahead at the end of the first half, but the you know. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm lowering the stakes. No. You get 10,000 10, <laughs> okay. if you're right on the yes, a million if you're right on the no. Just cut my odds. I, I'm going to – here's to Alvin Bragg and speaking with um, – I, I just want a yes, uh, uh, Brian. I'm yes. looking for – I'm looking for – you're going to – Yes, you, you, he will be So frosted. you're going to give up your chance at a million bucks because you actually because you think you can get the 10,000. Uh, I, I don't care. I think uh, – basically, if I cared for money, I wouldn't be in this – you know, I wouldn't be doing this job. But <laughs> You'd be a Republican <laughs> operative. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if, I, saying, if I cared about money, I'd be over on the Republican side. Okay, so well, you I think, made a wrong choice 30 years ago. He's been how about the rest of you? Kids. How about, okay. Danielle. I think he will be prosecuted, and I think he'll be prosecuted not only, uh, I think he's going to face prosecution in all those jurisdictions Georgia, Georgia County, Manhattan, and federally. Which now, first? The question is whether he will face it before or after the actuary tables get him. I, that's the same thing. Daniel, what do you say? Are you taking the 10,000 or are you taking the million? Shot at I'm going to take the fifth and be like Donald Trump because I think, <laughs> I, think we will sooner, I think we will sooner be watching a memoriam than we are breaking news that Donald Trump is indicted. Well, so then you, you should the take, take the no and you get a million bucks. She's on the million. I don't have the Jen money. Rubin. But- Jen Rubin. <laughs> I'm going. I'm such a sucker. I'm not going to put my faith in Alvin Bragg. That that's a bridge too far, even for me. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna say, and I'm not sure which. I think Merrick Garland. This is kind of a cheat. We'll indict him for something. Um, you know, whether it's the documents or some aspect. No, of, a parking ticket doesn't fucking count. Really. I know. All right, a felony. How's that? A okay. nondescript, an unspecified felony, perhaps. You know, barely a felony, um, and I think Fonnie Willis uh, will uh, file. I am much more um, cautious, though, about predicting he is ever going to see the inside of a courtroom. There you um, go, and that we are going to be racing up and down, through and around, and back through the underside of the judicial system before he actually sits there and a jury actually, you know, rules upon his fate. So, um, you know, it's. Uh, at one level, yes, these prosecutors or a couple of them might actually do their job. I'm not all that optimistic about, you know, the future of, you know, our uh, judicial system as a impartial ha, uh, determination of, uh, of uh, the law. So, I mean, and let's face it, if he was an innocent person of color, he would already be serving 20 to 30 years. That's the irony, is that people who have a fraction or zero evidence of them would already be convicted and put away. I I see that Jen Jen Rubin, Brian, and Jen Taub are in the Inshallah uh, portion of the Nerd (laughs) Avengers, and Danielle is just smoking weed and blowing it in your faces and just dropping it uh, and just walking away. Well, just pass the joint then. Uh, let's go from white criminals to white noise. Airborne toxic event, ladies and gentlemen. Ohio. All right, this is what happened for those of you who don't know. February 3rd, a massive train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. About 50 of the train's 150 cars ran off the tracks on its route. Uh, the 
tra uh, several of the, the, the trains were carrying uh, combustible chemicals known as vinyl chloride, a toxic flammable gas. Yeah. Uh, you could see this huge plume of smoke. There was a huge fire. Uh, the governor, Mark De DeWine, asked about 2,000 residents uh, to temporarily evacuate. Uh, as of February 10th, the EPA uh, still said some of these chemicals were being released. Uh, as of yesterday, the EPA had checked about the insides of 300 homes and said they had not detected any of the gas. But at the same time, as you can imagine, the residents are scared out of their mind. They're worried about the pollution, contamination of the air, the water, the food. There's lingering health and safety concerns. So this happened again February 3rd. How long did it take new Senator of Ohio J.D. Vance to comment on it? Ten days yesterday, he finally decided to come out of, uh, I think, uh, hibernation or shooting uh, his gun at the UFOs in the sky and went on Tucker Carlson, <laughs> whined and complained about wokeism and diversity and said the following, quote, We are ruled by unserious people who are worried about fake problems instead of the real fact that our country is falling apart. Danielle, your response. <laughs> you can laugh. First of all, like the J.D. Vance um, and all of those very fragile white men with their guns pointed at the sky, right? Like, I'm going to take down, you know, In suede these shoes, Danielle. In suede shoes. Give me a fucking, well, at least it wasn't the white, like, fucking galoshes that DeSantis was wearing around Florida that made him look like even more of a fool. Um, you know, I, I just, the fact that J.D. Vance became, you know, was elected by those people, um, it, again, it, it's like, is it is it the messenger? Is it the message, or is it the people that readily buy and consume this shit, right? That I need to be upset with. Is it is it JD Vance continuing on his campaign to show us, you know, that he's in competition to be the worst, or the people that gave him a platform and the voice and the power mm -hmm. to do so? And so again, like what troubles me is that we spend so much energy on these people when we, they're not surprising us. Right, like they're not surprising us with how they think. They're not surprising us with their inaction. They have told us everything that we need to know. And the question is, what are we gonna do with the information that they readily provide to us all, right? They want white supremacy. They want people to be sick. They don't want people to have healthcare. They don't want people to have Medicaid. They don't want people to have social security. They want us to live inside of the Hunger Games, Handmaid's Tale and Black Mirror. That is their version of America. They are telling you everything, as you say, Waj, as the Scooby-Doo villain, as the Bond villain, like that they are announcing, right, what they are doing. So the question is, why do we continue to spin around and say, so what should we do? Maybe they'll change. Maybe we appeal to their hearts. You can't appeal to people who have no morality, right? Like that's, that's the thing. So I, I feel like, again, my question is, what do we do next? Because shaming and blaming and trying to make people who are telling us every single day how, de how devoid of empathy, compassion, and humanity that they are, hoping that we're going to sway them and the ilk that follow them. No, I'm more about activating the rest of us into moving out of a place of hopelessness and say, here's what you need to do. But I, I can't expect people who have continued to show us who they are Maya Angelou, who continue to show us who they are and us uh, refusing to see them for who they are showing us to be. Jen Rubin, uh, one thing we could do is probably invest in a robust EPA and infrastructure, but I digress. You wanted to say something before you Yes, uh, I unfortunately have to leave this august group um, momentarily, but I did want to say I would love for Tim Ryan, a very moderate kind of inoffensive Democrat who ran for that Senate seat to get up in that town and say, see, this mm. is what you voted for because he sold you a lot of crap about wokeness, about guns. And now you have someone who won't lift a finger when your kids are in danger. Good luck next time, maybe not do this. And I think these people do have to be held accountable. Who is responsible? It's the people of Ohio. They, this isn't a gerrymandering process. This is the Senate. They got the whole state. And they not only voted for this guy, but voted for him by a lot, by like yep. nine points. So I feel 
desperately sorry for the children and for the people who didn't bring this on themselves. But you know what? We get the government we deserve. And the great people of Ohio, this is what you voted for. Jen Rubin, thanks for sticking by. Thanks for spending extra time with us. We'll see you next week. Brian, do you feel sympathy for these folks? I mean, Danielle and Jen make a good point. This is literally what they voted for. They voted against their own safety and security. I mean, it's like white supremacy. It's always self-destructive. Well, they voted against uh, the people that they put in office, voted against uh, an infrastructure raise in the rail uh, safety of this country. So there's that. This is not the first time we've seen this in the United States. Uh, Vinyl chloride in that area has been a problem. There was a B.F. Goodrich uh, plant. We know this. B.F. Goodrich blew up in uh, Louisville, Kentucky in the uh, late 60s. People came down with angiosarcoma, liver cancer, all kinds of problems because of it. The vinyl chloride, and here's final point on this, and then one final thought. The final point on this is this is another case of not having proper media in place because local Radio stations now automated to save money cannot interrupt programming to let them know of actions that occur like this. This is why we have this is why we've had the emergency alert system, but it doesn't kick into place if there's nobody live to do it. And that's part of the problem in northern Kentucky and in uh, southern Ohio and the part of Ohio where this occurred. And today's and I want to thank Danielle for giving me a, a, a an inspiration for my column this week. I have two questions I'd love to leave everyone with. Are we sentient? (laughs) Are are human beings really sentient? Because we don't seem to make independent decisions. We're incapable of critical thinking. And we follow bullshit too many times. And what's worse? Amorality or immorality? And I I would posit that in the case of the GOP, it's not that they're immoral. It's that they are amoral they Mm. have no care for anything other than themselves be they whatever they are power mongers or or what they are actually and the rest of us suffer because we don't hold them accountable if we would just hold our elected officials accountable i think we'd have a better situation but if we're not sentient we can't so there you go that's my thoughts for the day and i want to thank you daniel for pushing me in that direction well there's good thoughts but we actually have five minutes if you could stick around oh okay (laughs) jen Jen, tob uh you know with the five minutes we have left we have to mention since since brian inspired me with his sentient uh uh animals uh reference uh there is a fear and concern that we are not alone in the universe uh and you know that there have been three uh unidentified objects in the air that the United States has taken down in the past four days. This is and, not <clears throat> and one identified. Oh, right, not including. Right. Not including so four uh, total folks. There was a Chinese spy balloon that was the big rage in the early February. You might remember him. Uh, and then over the past uh, few days, three uh, mm-hmm. unidentified objects um, of serious risk and concern uh, to civilians. Uh, right now, we still don't know what they were, who sent them, why they were there. John Kirby, spokesman of the National Security Council, said they have not really identified the source of the objects or what their purpose was. Um, but very real threat to civilian air traffic. Um, the reason why there's been a spike in actually spotting them is because NORAD is picking up more incursions because it's actively looking for them and has adjusted its radar system. But what we do know is that China has now retaliated and accused the U.S. of sending unauthorized high-altitude balloons. One thing we do know, folks, though, is the White House said, quote, there is no indication of aliens or extracurricular activity. <laughs> Jen Taub. Extracurricular or extracurricular? <laughs> extracurricular. Sorry. Extracurricular is uh, for me no. because I'm married and I have kids, and so there's no extracurricular activities. But, Jen, yes. as an American, seeing all these threats, freaking toxic airborne event, Uh, Georgia, you know, gun violence. And now we have to look to the sky. And now you've heard what the White House is saying. Do you feel safe? Do you feel secure? What more do you need to know? Um, I feel safe, knock wood, in my house. On top of all this, we had a COVID outbreak at my law school. So I'm teaching at home for the next two weeks. Um, But yeah, I mean, do I feel safe? What is safe, Wadge? Um, (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, at this point, I welcome our alien overlords. I mean, how much worse could they be than what 
that's going on out there. I mean, you know, I'm willing. Well, they have to, lizard skin, according to the Qit. <laughs> I'm willing to. I'm willing to adapt. I mean, I do have that Jewish space laser, so I can go head to head. I'm good. Jen, this is why you get paid the big money, and this is why you host your own podcast, which is called. <laughs> oh right, it's called Booked Up with Jen Tob. Because you can quickly draw upon these references. The Jewish space laser, Kent Brockman from The Simpsons, who said that he welcomes his alien space overlords, which the White House says doesn't exist. Uh, we've had four incursions that we know of, including the Chinese space balloon. Hopefully, we'll find out more this week. Hopefully, some more innocent balloons won't be killed by uh, fighter jets. But I want to end this rousing Nerd Avengers without... Mary Trump, but you all had brown Mary Trump and Ashkenazi Jewish Mary Trump. So I hope you guys were enjoyed it. And uh, it's the first time we co-hosted. We kind of just did it on the fly. Uh, although I came up with some notes beforehand that Jen Taub appreciated. Uh, yeah, thank it was you really helpful. Us. It was like uh, a thirty-page, you know, document to prepare. It was amazing. It's, watch. It's uh, it's Valentine's Day, and to end on a hopeful note, it's a day where. You know, people uh, are supposed to express their love and appreciation for each other and companies make an obscene amount of money. Uh, and some people feel very sad and depressed and some people feel that it's been commercialized to the point where it becomes gross. But hopefully you all feel some love uh, on this Valentine's Day. If you could give a Valentine to anybody in the universe, just some flowers, just some respect. Who do you want to give a Valentine to, Danielle? Um, I'm going to give a Valentine to black women uh, all day, every day, who have to deal with misogynoir in every single industry and in every single field, are often uh, imitated, never duplicated, never congratulated. Uh, and so I give Valentines to all uh, black women today. Regardless of what society says, you are loved. Brian. I'm going, to give one to, I'm going to give one to my mom who wrote mm. me a letter. I, I, okay, now I'm, I'm going to be mama's boy for a second. But my mom sent me a letter saying, who am I? It was a page and a half long. And she recounted a time when she was uh, in theater in high school. And she forgot her lines. And she made up a line. And it got a good laugh. And so she thought she was on to something. And the next day she was admonished before the entire school for, for that by the sister, the nun, those of us who are Catholic understand where this is coming from, but if they can't beat you with rulers, they'll beat you with their words. And she was admonished in front of the entire school for doing it. And she felt touched by that her whole life. She raised four kids by herself, including one that was severely autistic. Mm. She's been my hero my entire life. And I wish her only the best on Valentine's Day. She's still with us. She's 83 years old, as feisty as they come. And just one of the most independent women I've ever met in my life. She broke a lot of barriers as a woman in business. And I remember her being chased around the desk by one of her bosses. And she turned around. I was there. And she turned around and threatened him and almost pulled like a Dolly Parton before it was cool in nine to five. She said, you can do what you want to me. But if you touch me, you'll never have that hand again. And so I, I've just admired her my entire life for her fire. And she's given me my uh desires in life she's given me my discipline in life and on valentine's day mom i love you i i wish only the best for you mama karam you deserve all the flowers and thank you for raising a passionate son who sometimes interrupts jen Taub, but we love him we love him uh jen who do you choo choo choose to be your valentine um I mean, I was thinking Brian's mom, but that's been taken. So... You can do it. You can do black women and Brian's mom. And... I got them. I got them. And then, um, you know, my, my kids, uh, they, uh, they've put up with me sort of being mom-ish all these years. And, you know, I try. I try. And, I, I, you know, I adore them. And um, that's who I'd give them. That's who deserve a valentine. Uh, I got to give my Valentine to educators, uh, and it's because they're on the front line. They're overworked. They're underpaid. They teach our children. They still do it, even under threat of violence. Uh, we tried oh, to. Yeah, my mom was a teacher. <laughs> and, and there you go. The best people are usually teachers. Uh, and we try to stay two steps ahead here on Mary Trump's and Nerd Avengers. And we can tell you, and Danielle and I talk about this all the time, that they're coming after educators and teachers in yeah. 2024. And I really fear for violence. 
against these men and women who literally teach our children, folks. So respect and love to uh, the teachers and my Valentine. I will have to give to my wife, Sarah, uh, who married me uh, 10 years ago when I was completely broke. My parents were both in jail. I had about $600 to my name. I was coming out of bankruptcy. I had a 97 Toyota Camry with a driver's side door handle that was missing. Uh, and my wife graduated from Harvard, went to like uh, Mayo Medical College, went to UCSF, gorgeous. She's like, she's like the brown Mary from There's Something About Mary. Like every guy wanted her. And she chose to invest in me even though I had nothing. And I remember I married wisely because, I, you know, when you're, a poor guy and you're married a beautiful brilliant woman you don't want to be a scrub so i said just i promise i have a lot of potential i'll make it rain and my wife said to me 10 years ago she goes i'm not marrying you for your potential i'm marrying you for the man that you are right now and i was like Ooh. i have married wisely i have married wisely so you married up to my wife sarah one of the best people that i know and a doctor who actually cares and believes in community health and our Valentine to you, Nerd Avengers, the fans. I think you all are part of the Nerd Avenger crew. We sit here and we read your comments, even though we can't get to them all the time. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for supporting Mary and her show. Thanks so, so much for supporting all of us and our endeavors and what we do. And listen to Jen Tubbs new podcast, which is called. I forgot already. What is it called? Well, That's the name um, of the podcast. That's an interesting <laughs> name. With Jen Tubbs. We'll see y'all next week. The Real Mary will be back. Take care.